Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to another episode. Uh, this is Josh and Tommy, Watch Your Proper. We're going to review the new Old Forester 1924 expression. So there's a whole lot to talk about on this one. Um, so it's 10 year old whiskey, uh, Kentucky straight bourbon. It's 100 proof and they have named it 1924 on the label. It says, Owsley Brown took barrels of whiskey with different mash bills to a warehouse on Howard Street in Louisville, Kentucky, and bottled them as Old Forester. This 10-year-old expression honors the 100th anniversary of this occasion. So obviously we're taping this in the year 2024, so that's 100 years after that event. That's pretty cool. And it is about $115 retail. It's been a little tough to find. It's obviously heavily sought after, but it's supposed to be a regular addition to their Whiskey Row series. They've got 1910, 1920, 1897. So these different expressions that Old Forester's putting out to honor these events in history of their brand. So this is gonna be the 1924, which is probably gonna be the more sought after one for a little while, but hopefully as <clears throat> the excitement dwindles a little bit and, um, it becomes a little more prevalent. You can grab you a bottle at 115. <clears throat> yeah, we were actually uh, a privy to a, this a little earlier than some. Elizabeth McCall actually brought a bottle of this. That's right. Um, I don't remember if I tasted it or not. I, I may have, but when we had an event with her, she brought a, little samples of a couple different things, including the stuff that's back there in the office that you, <laughs> that you love so much. So, Tommy... What do we know about Owsley Brown? Well, I mean, one of the creators of Old Forester. Um, and this event, I guess in particular, that they're talking about, 1924 uh, was pretty much in the dead middle of Prohibition. Yeah. They were... About four years after it started. So I'm, I'm guessing that this went to one of the consolidation warehouses uh, where they had to bring all the whiskey to make sure that the government agents and that thing were putting it uh, where it, it, it needed to go, where it was supposed to go, which was uh, drugstores, Walgreens in particular. So um, I'm, I'm sure that's what it was because Louisville certainly had some of the warehouses. Yeah, and it would have been bottled as medicinal. Would have absolutely been bottled as medicinal whiskey. Everybody was sick. You get, <laughs> All you, the time. You could get a pint every 10 days. Uh, men, women, children, didn't matter. Right. If you had... The coughs, which right. everybody did, you could get the whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, I, th this this point I don't have my notes in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, certain uh, drugstores did get better whiskey than others, and you know, people may have tended to go to the one. You know, this may be the case here. You know, Old Forester's reputation solid throughout. I mean, you know, from the beginning of it, Old Forester's always had this reputation. Uh, so maybe this was one of the drug stores that got the good whiskey. Yeah, because Old Forester had been around 60, 50, 60 years at this point. Yeah, yeah, they started doing bottles only uh, in, I think, 1870. So they'd been around several years before that. They started putting, you know, they made it very obvious. They were one of the very first ones to make it obvious whose whiskey it was. Right. You know, that, which was a big deal. Um, so that, that's certainly selling it only by the bottle uh, was a, was a yeah. milestone for them. So, yeah, cool. Cool for them. 100-year um, anniversary. What have you thought of the other ones? The 1870, the 1910, the 1920? 
Oh, that's right. And then 1896 too. Um, I forgot about 1870. I don't, I'm not as familiar with 1870 as I am with the other ones. I drink 1910 and 1920 pretty on the regular. 1910 is a little smoky because obviously that they're, they've, they've double barreled it with heavy char to try to replicate the fire of 1910. And it's a little smoky, but it's good. The 1920 is my favorite. Old I, I agree. I'm, I'm a 1920 now. I've asked a lot of people this. I, I think 1910 may get just a, t- a tad more love than 1920. I think it's. I think it's, it's right very there. Even. It's very close. Uh, the 1897, like yeah, I don't, I don't. I haven't had it a whole lot. The 1870, I haven't had, had it a whole lot. So there you go. The 1870, I didn't even put well, that together. That was the 1870 is the representation of them going strictly bottle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the eight. Uh, I can't, it's pulling this out of the top of my head. I feel like 1870 and 96 are kind of lower proof. 97. I mean, 97. Yeah. The 1870 and the 1897 are a little lower proof bottles. Yeah. The 1910 and 1920 starts getting up in proof. It does. That's Delicious. Because that's my wheelhouse. Absolutely. So that's why I drank the 1920, but they're both, 1920 is probably my favorite Old Four. I mean, outside of some of their special stuff. That I would do. agree. I love the 1920. The everyday Old Forester. Yeah. That's, I would agree. I buy it over anything. I would agree. <clears throat> so we'll see how this one stacks up. 1924. Love the nose. It's just an authentic whiskey nose. It smells like Old Forester, too. It smells <clears throat> like Old Forester, <throat> which is a good thing, but. Which is a unique nose to me. It's. Man, it, it's a good nose. It's, it's good. It's just good. I mean, <clears throat> my deathbed whiskey is. If I had to pick a few, King of Kentucky would be top five for me. I would agree. <clears throat> and this is a King of Kentucky nose. I mean, it's... Yeah, I would agree with that. It's a very good nose. It's obviously not as old, but it's still the traditional... I mean, just a real deep nose. like Ten-year... I mean... Don't you love when they put an age ten year on it? I mean, I like it. Certainly, Brown Foreman can has the t- you know juice to do that. But man, it's just so cool when they put the age statement, bam, right there on the label. So, what do you think of this? I guess so. It's it's a hundred proof, and it's ten years old. So we've yeah. got two. Um, we've checked two boxes to make it a bottled and bond. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same but thing. But we've not called this a bottled and bond. They didn't meet so, something. It was either they must have pulled barrels from different years, maybe different distillation seasons. That's the only thing I can think of. Different distillation probably all season. stored in the same time. Yeah, different distillation I mean, season could certainly have done it. Uh, you know, something because when I saw the hundred proof in ten year, uh, certainly Henry McKenna fits right there. It is bottled in bond, and this isn't. So, you know, yeah, I, it could be bottled in bond, and they elected not to. I don't know why they would have done that. It has been done. There is precedent that someone has done that before, fit the criteria, and they just didn't want bottled in bond on it. I'm thinking it's got to be just keep their options open to pull from different maturation, different distillation Probably. seasons. But fan of the nose for sure. All right, I'm going to go back to the nose. It, it's it's a neck pour. <laughs> so the old that neck poor thing is just crazy. So that's where it's not gonna hold up to King of Kentucky for me. No. The finish is nothing the finish goes goes it's, a little it's too easy. 
That's it's not it's not a it's a good finish and it's a good flavor but king of kentucky is going to be foolproof this is a this has been and the second sip was just delicious first sip the the finish the the finish wasn't it's a little watery yeah but man that second sip it's delicious got some legs got some viscosity on it well, the color is fantastic. Color and those are fantastic. Um, I think the taste, I don't know. I don't usually get this in a whiskey, but it just, it's easy. And I guess it's just a lower proof, but it, it almost has a little watery kind of, it's weird. I've had whiskeys like that where they, where they go a little watery. Um, I don't get it very much on this. I would just, with the nose, you expect just a bold on the palate, and yeah. it's not. It's, it's not. It's on a little flat on the palate. I think we'll see when, <clears throat> it, it, when I score it on the three different categories, <laughs> you'll see where it, what I think is better. Okay. And the taste is well, not going to win. Let's dive in. So I'm going to go back to the nose. Because to me, the nose is the best part about this bourbon right here. Yeah, I'm, I'm 83-ish, 83, 84 on the nose. I really, really like uh, the nose on this. The color was fantastic too. Uh, the nose, uh, 83-ish. Yeah. Oh, I'm dang, I'm definitely, I would have probably given it an 8.5. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a really I'm not, I'm not uh, mad really at 8.5, really. Yeah. The nose is fantastic. <clears throat> and then on the taste. Uh, the taste is, to me, is high sevens, yeah. I would think. It doesn't, it's not what the color and the, uh, the taste, it's good. Don't get me wrong. This is worth having on your shelf. Oh, for sure. Uh, and it's probably a $100 bottle. It's not something you're going to drink every day. It's good. I, the, I like the taste, and I use this all the time. 75% of the taste I really like. It got a little something on the finish. That's that's in a lot of whiskeys. Yeah. But it nothing to offend. Yeah. I like when the nose and the palate match up. Yeah, and it doesn't completely. Not, it, not on this. Yeah. King of Kentucky pretty well yeah. you're happy from start to finish you get it stays with you uh, this is this is this is the mini me maybe of, of king of kentucky it's good don't get me but wrong but it's also the mini me of the price absolutely because it's absolutely. 115 yeah 100 bucks you can have 300 dollars 300 whatever dollars kentucky right. is going for so and then on the finish oh like i said i think that's that's probably the weakest of of any of it so i, I agree i would go you know i would go right around the taste i mean yeah. i think it's a you know, seven, nine, yeah. eight. So before we give it the overall, uh, this mash bill was 70, what do we say it was? 79, 79 11, 10. 10. And if I'm not mistaken, that is the old. So so Early Times was out, and then Brown Foreman put out a product called 354. And 354 was a bourbon. Uh, early Times, since I think believe the 60s or 70s, has not been classified as a bourbon because some they use some use cooperage. So years ago they put out 354. That product lasted literally about 12 minutes. <laughs> I think there was one run of it. They never did anything else with it. But if I remember right, that mash bill was different than the standard brown uh, brown form of mash bill. It was 79. 11, 10, I think. And so this is that mash bill, which you, is cool. The standard brown Foreman mash bill. Do you know what it is? Because I don't. I, I think don't is know. it 13? Yeah, I don't know that they come completely clean on what their mash okay. bill. I could That's be wrong enough. on that, but I don't think they But they, they did do. in their press release on this, or at least the one one of the sites that we saw 
Yeah, and that, I think they will on this because it's different from their, you know, their main right. mash bill. I love this mash bill. I was one. Of, I might have been the only person that liked three fifty four, you know. And we have a bottle of it here. Yeah. Believe it or not, yeah, yeah, it's part of my collection. I liked it. I drank a couple of bottles of it, but it was gone quick. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, how are we going to rate this overall? So, I think if we were what seven nine to about an eight three or well, eight, the nose four, was eight three eight five. And then I think our palette and the finish were in the seven, eight, seven. So eight two range. is that fair? Is that high? Yeah, that's probably high. Probably eight one. Eight one. Okay, I'm I'm fine with eight one. Eight yeah. eight one eight two is fine. We'll go eight one. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's it's good whiskey. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I'm uh, we we are trying to oh, to yeah. make sure that we're well, being fair, but not giving five is a is an average whiskey. Yeah, that's true. On our bar, that's so true. We're at an eight, so yeah. you're above average. Yeah. Easily. So we'll go eight one. Eight one sounds perfect. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So um, that's it for this 1924. We'll see you next time. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Tommy. This is Josh. We're the owners of Watch Hill Proper. We are the largest American whiskey bar in the world. Um, we're located in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we'd love for you guys to come out and visit us. We offer, uh, you know, elevated cuisine, great cocktail list, and the wall, the wall is what people show up to see. Definitely can satisfy your palate from standpoint of whiskeys, different bourbons, different flights. You can make your own, but we have wines, cocktails. Michael Crouch is our chef. He's gonna say we amazing eat. food. So we'd love to have you come out and visit. Join us for dinner. Join us for a tasting. Check us out on the website, watchhillproper.com. You can make reservations. You can see our events that we have on the calendar. And uh, we'd love to have you.